On this week's How To Be 60 podcast, we speak to a woman determined to be in the best shape of her life on that milestone birthday. She did it, but it's not for the faint-hearted. I did no sugar, no dairy, no alcohol. And I trained twice a week with my PT and I did HIIT training uh, three or four times a week. She did allow herself the odd treat. Wait till you hear what it was. And I'm wondering how to be 60. It's scaring the shit out of me. Greetings one and all, it's time for another instructional interlude of How To Be 60 with me, Kay Adams, and you're looking confused, and her, Karen McKenzie, was it the word instructional? Yeah, well, I'm wondering what's ahead of me. Really? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. I, I just thought that kind of gave it a bit of gravitas. And then it's downhill. And it's downhill from there. It Certainly is. until our guest comes on, yes. Do you know, funny thing, you know how, well, I think everybody knows by now that I do all the work on the podcast. You make um, me do all the work. <laughs> you do. make out that. I do, I do. Who's made the tea? I'm one of the made the tea. Yeah, and and you were grumping about that. Hey, you sent me downstairs to make the tea in the interlude. Well, it's the only thing I'm confident that you know how to do. <laughs> then I almost drank yours. Yes, thank you. But so one of the things that I do is edit the podcast. Well, I don't press buttons and things, so I'm not very good at that. Mm. But I do. Um, I listen to the podcast, and so I've got a transcript. Yeah, you like to control the, the by editing it. Yes, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. But you know what's quite funny is that the transcript. Obviously, maybe it's our Scottish accents. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But every single week, it comes up with the same thing. Instead of how to be sixty, it's how to be sexy. Is <laughs> that Anton Dubeck? I think only agreed to come on because he thought it was how to be sexy because <laughs> he's not sixty yet. How to be sexy? That's a joke. Well, I was just giggling with myself last night, thinking, can you imagine a podcast called How to Be Sexy? <laughs> with that by us. <laughs> I know. And if you look at me just now, I've got an, another layer on. I look like I'm off to. Kilimanjaro or something. I've got three layers on because this is the last time, possibly last time today, I'll mention that it's so cold in this attic. I went downstairs and I saw on the temperature gauge at 17.5 degrees. Yeah, downstairs, certainly not up here. So next week, I'm definitely going to take my thermostat from the greenhouse and I'm going to put it in here and just see what it is. I bet you it's about 10 in here. So what do you keep your, your house thermostat at? Uh, okay, fair enough. But the thing is, it's south facing, so the sun's coming in. Any heat that comes in comes it, it in. It was just a very short answer I was looking for there. I don't know, actually. You don't but know? But it's bloody warmer than this, key. I keep mine at 18.5. Well, it's at 17.5 at the moment. Oh, it's got to build up. It's got to build up. It's, yeah, by that time. Oh, God, it's so cool. That uh, last weird photograph that you sent me on WhatsApp. Now, which one was that? You darning Stephen's sock. Oh, <laughs> Can I just give you a bit of advice Uh on the old how to be sexy thing? That is such a passion killer because there is no man who has ever fantasised about his partner darning his socks. Oh, contraire. Oh, absolutely not. I I beg to differ. Excuse me. No, no. A man or whoever, a partner, likes somebody to be practical and not profligate. So I'm sorry, Kay, but you're wrong there. Well, yes, he might, but then he'll be shagging somebody else, let me tell you that. <laughs> I mean, he might fantasise about his granny or his mum darning his socks. He does not ever fantasise about his romantic partner darning his socks. Turn off completely, absolutely. Do you know what I was wearing when I was darning that sock? Oh, I'm going to be sick. No. 
I've been in my sexiest gear ever. <laughs> and you know how I was all gung-ho last week about being 60 and I was oh, going to just God, carpe diem and let's just carry on. Carry on. And let's yes. just embrace life and yes. global life. I've, I've, I've had a relapse. I've had a relapse. Well, I didn't take long. What because, happened? well, actually, after the podcast last week, and I realised I'd said it out loud that I was 60 and 10 months. I know, 61. Very and then I thought, I'm nearly 61. Yeah. And I mean, that's the abyss, isn't it? I mean, you can talk yourself up a bit 60. You know, it's a big, lovely, big, fat number, isn't it? 60. And it's like celebrate. No, but, 60s are still young. But but 61. No, it's not. No, I don't agree with you at all. 61. It's just a figure, for God's sake, we spend the entire podcast saying numbers are nothing. I know, but 61. Oh, shut up. Absolutely. Listen, we are still young. We are still young. I'm not. We are, relatively speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you say last week in a big change to this week? You've gone from up there to down there. It's a roller coaster. Because isn't you're it? going to be 61. Had to be 61. Yes. We're not changing the name. No, we're anyway, not. Anyway, we're talking no. about physical health today because we've got Fiona Lambert with us. Mm-hmm, I know. Former chief executive of Jaeger. How posh was Jaeger? God, I know. Oh, yeah, you God. only ever looked, you never tried it on. Oh, my you God. You didn't to the shop. I yeah. know. But if your yes. mum got a Jaeger blazer. Well, did you mandate? No. But we went and looked around sometimes. We did. Um, Anyway, these days, and I don't know, did you see this article in the Times? I mean, it was actually circulated everywhere. You couldn't move for this story for at least a couple of weeks. And it was Fiona, former chief executive Uh of Jaeger, in the best shape of her life at the age of 60. And it got incredible traction. So thought it would be really good to to speak to Fiona because let's face it. Your bingo wings. I know, I admit that. My belly, they both need a... Fiona wears a crop top. I would love to wear a crop top. Fiona wears short sleeves. You would love to wear short sleeves. I do wear short sleeves. Yeah, but you shouldn't really. If my arms are at my side, I'm fine. (laughs) I have to say, I've got... Do you know what, actually? No, no, please don't go there. I've got a really... I've got a nice top on that's that's quite tight. We can't see under all the other layers. But it would show the definition in my arms because I work. I get PT from my friend Caroline, my trainer, twice a week. And actually, oh, I must tell you this. She has noticed, obviously, she's noticed the shape, my my change in shape. But about three weeks ago, Stephen said to me, Apart from your arse is looking really good. In fact, your whole shape is changing. Your arse is looking really good. Is that why you were darning his sock? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, I'm going to speak to Caroline about getting um, lessons. So I said, right, I'll build it into your Christmas present. So he is, he's on his third, um, he's on his third session now. And how's his arse looking? <laughs> oh, no, he used to work in his gut. You're a bit weird about your weight. No, no, no. No, no, I you are. You, I, you are no, a bit I'm peculiar about... about your weight. Come well, on. you told me I was controlled. Careful with what I eat, I think. Where does that see on a minute? You've got a bloody cheek. What? You're the one that's God. I said to you earlier on, you taking that salad out for your lunch? Oh no, that's my tea. There must have been a bit of tomato in it and a bit of lettuce, and that was it. That's because I'm a very busy person. No, but it's not. No, I tell you something on the the way. This is interesting. I'll be interested to see what Fiona thinks about this, because um I was like I was in Lewis Women the other week and uh, get my makeup done. And my goodness, that takes a long time. Yes, okay. I get I wasn't gonna say anything. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm still good at you. No. 
Um, and so the makeup artists are generally sort of 30 or whatever. So mm. two lovely girls and they're chatting away, you know, between themselves. And I'm just listening in. And they were talking about their mothers who mm-hmm. would be about my age. Yeah. You know, and uh, one of them said, oh, my mum was an almond mum. Oh, what does that mean? Well, this is what I'm thinking. I'm just sort of listening to them. And the other one, oh, God, yeah, yeah, I know. Absolutely. My mum was an in- is an ingredient mum. I've never heard of and that. I think, what, what is this? You know, and I said, well, you know, and so basically the almond mum was her mum was 60, was a fitness freak. Oh, right. Um, had always been obsessed with her diet. Oh. This young girl had grown up with her mum being obsessed with her weight, calorie counting, diets, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and she say, oh, I'm absolutely starving. I don't know how I'm going to last for dinner. And then she'd go and get one almond. That's where the almond mumps come from. And then the other one talking about the ingredient mum is, yeah, you know, I'll complain to my mum that there's nothing in the house to eat. Um, There's no snacks. And she says there's plenty of food in the the house, but it's all just ingredients. It's not like a snack (laughs) that you go and get. So they're talking. And I I said, fuck, girls, I'm your mum. Are you? What are you then? Which I, I, I am that person. Which one? The one that never both. has any. Oh, right. No, no, I'm both. Both of my girls would say that of me. Is that right? Yeah, and 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 I, th- I was thinking it really took me aback, and I thought back. Yeah, you know, how have I got like this? And we're all kind of a product of our generation. Like my mum was always on a diet, went to Weight Watchers. It never worked. Never worked. Yeah. She hated exercise. She would take the car to the fridge. <laughs> She used to have one of those shaky <laughs> things around your bum, you know, like one of those strap things that was supposed to shake oh, the fat off. Yes. It was quite good fun. Uh, when you're an adolescent girl and you're looking for your kicks, it was quite handy. <laughs> um, and I thought, I am a product of my generation and I have turned into that oh, person. But you are too. No, I don't think so, yes, Kate. You are. No, I'm always making blinking cakes and snacks and, and obsessing about your weight. Three pounds here. Yes, about my weight. Yes, you do. That was quite loud, wasn't it? Uh No, I know what weight I want to be, right? But why? What's this thing about what weight you want to be? For what reason? God, you're saying this for the sake of the podcast. Since we weren't on here, you'd be talking a different bloody story then. You totally would be. Oh my God, there's nobody more obsessed about health and weight than you. I just admitted it. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> I don't listen to you. <laughs> I have admitted it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not the same as you. Yes, you No, are. I'm not. I'm well, not. Okay. I love my snacks. You never even eat anything. You've got bingo wings. I have to say, I went down to make a cup of tea, had a wee rake around, nothing to eat at all. Not even any almonds. No, there is I didn't bother going in the fridge. All right. Yeah. No, I didn't bother going right anyway. in the cupboards, but nothing. All right. If you're not going to admit it, I mean, at least I'm honest about I don't it. I think, you know, I'm not as obsessed as you're making out. Shall I do the email of the week while you, while you really think about that? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I don't listen to you anymore and just sit and think about my own problems. No, see, I think that's like when you were a kid, either your teacher or your mum would say, well, just you go and think about that then. <laughs> go on. Go and have a think and about that. And obsess about it for the rest of it. In fact, it would never leave me. I still remember things from way back it's horrible it haunts you forevermore yes i think you've just got to think about that young lady right email of the week so who's this from the wait a minute i've gone over the page it's from oh maureen morel i have been listening to your podcast from day one god thanks for still listening jour uno Oh no, I've mixed up my languages. And I absolutely love it. I can't wait for Friday for a new episode as it kickstarts my weekend. 
They're lovely. Um, nice. I'm turning 56 in June, not quite 60 yet, but I can see it in the distance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Looming. I've worked for the same company for 38 years. Wow. Just recently been given the opportunity to take a leavers package and I am... Ooh, nice one. Grabbing it. Grabbing it with both hands. Excellent. I'm relatively fit. I run 5K four times a week, try to keep healthy and active. Nervous about going out in the big world as I have been institutionalized for so long. But having the financial backing, I am taking the leap. Mm -hmm. Here's the bit I don't like. Listening to Karen has given me the courage to do this as what we do actually need in life. What do we need in life actually apart from our health? And uh, Maureen says, my husband suffered a stroke seven years ago at the age of 47, which gave us all a wake up call as life really is too short. His determination to get back to full fitness inspired me. I don't plan to work full time, may look for something to fill my time. You never know. I might even take up Nordic walking. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) yeah yeah so um that is great news maureen it really is and uh wishing your your husband it takes a lot to get back from a stroke i mean i know my mum who had a stroke it's a it can be a hard road but um yeah it can be done god that's great yeah yeah all the best yep right let's um speak to uh, how would you say fiona's name in french fifi absolutely let's speak to (laughs) fifi Tu prêt? Bonjour. <laughs> very good. Voilà. I thought I'd join in. <laughs> Bonjour. Welcome and bienvenue. Très bien. <laughs> and then we'll all just start talking English because none yes. of us got. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're bilingual, Fiona. I shouldn't be saying that. I did you. actually do A level French, so I could just manage for a couple of sentences there. So. All right. Oh, that is good. It's funny. A few weeks ago, I was telling Karen this that. Um, a young colleague of mine, I had walked into a room and started a conversation and she had said something <laughs> and I burst into song just prompted by one word that she said. And she looked at me with such disdain and said, oh, that is such an old person thing to do. Oh, um, I do that as well. So. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? And I think another thing probably is, you know, having one word of a foreign language and chucking it in and then you go, okay, then I can't speak anymore. (laughs) Monge to, monge to. (laughs) So Fiona, um, I mean, as I've said, you know, former chief exec of of Jaeger and then a poster girl, you know, your story was absolutely everywhere. You know, this thing about the best shape of my life at 60, which was interesting for so many reasons. One, you are in amazing shape and, you know, we're really interested to find out how you got there, why you got there. But what was also interesting, I felt, was the coverage of it. You know, why should it be such a big deal that someone is in good shape at 60? Were you surprised by the reaction it got? I was absolutely stunned. I had... um... Uh, it, it was it was picked up by the Times and actually, as you say, covered. And I suddenly, you know, delivered on my doorstep, and I was on the sort of front page of the health section. Um, and there was three pages, so it was a long old article. And what I wasn't expecting actually was me and my pants in there. Actually, it was a, me and my bra and pants, which was the last thing I needed in, in sort of you know double page spread. But um, maybe that was why actually. But the um, the thing that really surprised me, as you said, was the response. I had people messaging me saying. You're you're propping up on my Apple news feed, and it was the sort of Russian war 
uh, 17% inflation and Fiona Lambert at 60 popping up on his, uh, you know, Apple newsfeed. So I was as surprised as anybody. But the I think from the messages I've had from people, I think it was just because it was very relatable. And I, I think I've coined this phrase about being invincible, not invisible. And I think it must have struck a chord with a lot of ladies who probably felt they were a bit invisible. And when you said poster girl, I think I'm out there uh, trying. Actually, I know you've mentioned this, Kay. You know, I, I thought I didn't want 60 to be the end of something. I wanted it to be the beginning of something. So I've gone out there and thought, you know, I'm going to do something, not see it as getting old. I'm going to see it as the absolute beginning and be in the best shape. And whatever it was has has resonated. So it, it was that looming birthday of 60 that kind of prompted you, was it? Yeah, it was a, it was a combination of things, 100%, you know, in, maybe in my head, but um, I did a, um, I found something out recently on marketing that, you know, I think there's something like 23% of people are over 60, but only 4% are used in marketing. You know, whether it's society or whether it's, you know, my own perception, I thought the last thing I want to be perceived as is somebody that's going to go down the hill and be sort of put out to pasture. Uh, you know, I'm watching my parents, you know, my father's got quite bad arthritis and I'm sort of watching his mobility. I'm thinking, oh, I don't want, you know, I don't want to sit there and feel like, you know, I can't walk somewhere or go and do something I want to do. Um, during COVID, my son had a, a kidney failure and had to have a kidney transplant. And I thought, you know, I'm very lucky. I'm very healthy. So I should look after this body. So it rather than it being about the aesthetic, it was about health or, or a combination of the two? What? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not um I, I think and actually I know you were just having a, d- a debate about size and you know, is 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 your size important? I actually think feeling confidence important and I think there'll be a a size or or whether it is a size or your health or being able to wear the clothes you want to wear. I think feeling confident is the biggest thing. And um, part of what, and what I'm trying to get across actually when I'm talking to people is don't compare yourself actually. And social media is awful for that, isn't it? And you are, you know, we are constantly looking at social media, but I think trying to be in the best shape of your life and the healthiest you can be and the size that you are confident at um, and, you you know, that you'll walk into a room and feel a million dollars. And actually, I did a lot of work on posture and everything's I'm taller now as well, which is fabulous, actually, when I walk into a room. But I, I do think for me, it's a lot about feeling confident, um, you know, because you're hopefully you're healthier, you feel better in yourself. Uh, it has got, you know, you release endorphins, which I feel good factor. So um, I don't think there's a sort of downside to to getting into your best shape, but I think it is for you. I think it's important to say it's what's right for you. Mm. I mean, obviously, we want to talk about how you got in the the best shape of your life. But first of all, Fiona, would you agree with me that darning your partner's socks is just the absolute end of any <laughs> romantic relationship at all? I, I'm going to go in the middle somewhere because I actually, <laughs> because I studied, um, I studied fashion. Uh, you know, I think darning is a bit of a lost art, actually. Oh, no. uh, thank you, uh, thank but you. But I'll, I'll do a but though. What I what I'm really glad I can dart for is with the blooming moths that start eating. Um, well, exactly. Exactly. Or jumpers. It's when you've got those beautiful jumpers. I'm really glad I can darn. I will not darn my partner's socks. So sorry, Karen. No, listen, it's not that you asked me to. I just, because I probably bought them in the first place and thought, that's quite annoying. And so I completely took it upon myself to do as I 
actually took it upon myself to darn case two cashmere jumpers, one which, okay. One more successful than the other. <laughs> one was a very lovely job, I have to say. The other one, she suggested that we do. No, I didn't suggest it. You did. She did, Fiona. A colour contrast. And it was it's a beautiful aquamarine cashmere jumper. And it now has scrambled egg on the elbow. Oh, my God, look, there's another one. Look at that hole. Well, you can go to hell. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> yeah, is that is that moth K or is that just yes. thumbs it up? I don't know how they survive in this house, but yes. Oh um, so how did you get, what was involved in getting in the best shape of your life at six? Oh, gosh, well, it was a bunch of things because everybody was a bit of a magic bullet. And I did, um, I started on, I think it was December the 31st and my birthday was the beginning of March. So I'm just ahead of you actually, Kay. Um, and um, I set myself a photo shoot actually, which was nothing like having a photo shoot to hold you to the straight and narrow. So I do think having something as a bit of a goal, um, yeah, definitely stopped me straying. And um, I did a bit of a burst of it. So I did, and it was quite strict. I'll be absolutely honest with you. I did no sugar, no dairy, no alcohol. Um, I did two. No living. <laughs> Actually, it was it was okay. It was okay. But uh, yeah, it was. Thank God it was nine weeks only though. But so, and I trained twice a week with my PT, who was fabulous and was a real cheerleader for me. Um, and I did hit training uh, three or four times a week. And I also made sure I walk my 10,000 steps a day, which is definitely everybody goes, you can, it makes a massive difference. So I'm a big advocate of that. Drank two liters of water a day. I make it sound, do I make it sound awful? It makes, it uh, makes it sound obsessive. Uh, yeah. But what, what actually, and I, do, I don't do dissimilar now, actually, but, you know, alcohol has definitely crept and sugar back into my life. People go, you must exercise all the time. And I'm going, well, hang on a minute. If I do, you know, two hours with a PT and I do four 15-minute hit sessions, it's three hours a week. So I'm kind of going, this is all about choice. So, you know, I'm awake. I think it's all worked out. It's 109 hours for the rest of the week. So if you can, you know, if I can manage three hours out of, you know, out of the 112, um, it is about choices. You know, do you do you get out of bed and sit scrolling through social media for 15 minutes or do you get out of bed and do a 15-minute hit session? And get it out of the way, feel on a good vibe. Hit actually burns more calories actually while for another two or three hours after as well. So um, you know, I, I'm a sort of big advocate of going. You know, it's lots of little things add up, um, and it's definitely about choices you make. You know, you, you can walk to you can walk. You know, I can walk to my local supermarket takes twenty minutes rather than jump in a car. Uh, so um, yeah, so that's that's what I did. I did a sort of big solid sort of giving up lots of stuff for nine weeks and then um as I said had this photo shoot um and then yeah I've sort of kept most of it up but you know there's uh definitely the 80 20 rule good 80 percent of the time and you can last 20 percent of the time I mean there will be a lot of people listening who will say that sounds bloody miserable <laughs> <laughs> why was it worth it for you um it was a bit of two fingers up to being 60 actually it really was I just thought I'd you know I don't I don't feel old I don't feel less relevant and there was something you know as I said whether it is how marketing works uh, I mean how many sports brands do you see marketed on six-year-olds well you don't do you it's like you've fallen off the face of the earth so um it, yeah it was a bit of a combination it was going you know I don't want to see you know feel like I'm 
as I said, less relevant or graying. Uh, if you look at my Instagram page, it's lots of color because I thought, you know, I want to be colorful. I don't, you know, uh, I don't want to feel like it's a a, a gray stage of my life. Uh, and it's and it's interesting, you know, as, uh, having had a thirty five year career in fashion to suddenly be I'm studying PT training now because I thought well I you know if I, if I want to genuinely help people I, I want qualifications in that area as well so yeah it's definitely as I said the start it's the beginning rather than the end. I want to ask how hard was it to come off sugar because that is the that is it with me it's a blinking drug and I find it's a certain time of night after my dinner probably about which is about half past six. It's like a high tea. Oh, it's got earlier, Kay. Oh, no. It's got earlier. It's embarrassing. What time are you having dinner now? It has been known to be quarter to six. Oh, <laughs> I know. Gosh. It's like a high tea. Eight. But, um, oh, my God, the sugar hit that comes after that. Oh, I, I'm desperate for something sweet. Oh, that's when I find it difficult. Yeah. Well, the other thing was people, what people don't realise was, when my PT told me this was that there's there's um you get sugar in lactose which is any dairy products you get sugar in fruit which is fructose and sucrose so in giving up sugar it was giving up lactose and well even natural fruit. sugar you give up fruit yeah well. no for that just for that nine weeks just for that nine weeks I did but have you heard of the it's, I think it's the twenty one ninety rule Karen. No, basically, count very well. No, no, I'm just thinking. Okay. Right, what is this? So, I know this. Whether it's a rule or a principle. So the idea being that if you can stop doing something for 21 days, it breaks a habit. So if you have a habit of wanting sugar, yes, if you can stop it for 21 days, so three weeks, yeah, three weeks, it will break the habit. And if you can stick to it for 90 days, it becomes a lifestyle change. So what I did was it helps not having any in the house. You know, let's make life easy for yourself. But I I quite I filled the fridge with snacks that I like that were I, I, I'm going to sound completely bonkers. But I I mean, I, for example, um, flaked smoked salmon. I I, I liked flaked salmon. So in, if I felt snacky, I'd go and have lots of things that I like to snack on in the fridge that weren't sugar. And if you're vegetarian, a small cherry tomatoes. I mean, I love really sweet small cherry tomatoes. So I'd, I'd sit and have some of those. And it would, if you just get over the hump of that craving, you're not looking very this, but it Which was takes three weeks. No, that's all I'm thinking. Three weeks. Yeah. It was the same as giving up drink well, yeah, alcohol for the time. I always say the first no is the hardest no. So if you can, if you've got that sweet craving and then you can go and have, you know, as I said, just five or six sweet cherry tomatoes, you've gone over that craving and you, you can maybe stick with it. I'm just wondering if this is what made you such a successful businesswoman, because, you know, that amount of self-discipline mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and determination mm -hmm. and, you know, setting yourself a goal, you know, having a target, you know, building everything in, the photo oh, shoot at yeah. the end. I mean, and God, you know, I'm admiring of it. Don't think I'm criticizing, but it's just interesting as you're speaking. Yes, I, yes. I just wonder if it's just your personality which comes out in whatever you apply yourself to? Maybe. I mean, it's interesting. I've been approached about writing a book and I am definitely, is a lot of it is about mindset. A lot of it is about mindset and it's, and having a purpose because I think that's why many people fall, fall off the wagon on diets, you know, whether it is, there isn't a clear goal or they haven't got a purpose. It's very easy to get distracted, isn't it? If you just want to look like somebody skinnier on Instagram, that's not a really strong goal or purpose is it 
So I, you're probably right. It's uh, it definitely helped. You know, I'm probably very goal orientated, mm. uh, but. Um, and you know this, I've just, I mean, I landed back from Kilimanjaro yesterday. That tested my resilience, determination and drivenness to the absolute nth degree. It was something else, something else. So so what was that? That Was this a charity trip or? It was a charity trip, actually. So I had written a bit of a bucket list of things I wanted to do this year. Kilimanjaro wasn't on it, but I did get, um, I got approached um, for the Prince's Trust charity. It's a women supporting women group. So when I signed up, I thought, oh, I love hiking and I've done the Yorkshire Three Peaks for charity before and I'd already done the 26-mile hike for Macmillan Cancer this year as well. So I thought, yep, it's a bit of climbing, a bit of walking. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea what I was signing up for because it's a proper, proper expedition. And, uh, you know, at the top, you are awake. Uh, well, on the last day, you were awake for, I think it was, 38 hours worked out actually ah, and you oh you they the, you um you walk to your camp you start climbing at 11 p.m at night with a head torch on and we had particularly bad conditions it was minus 19 with 25 mile per hour winds oh and, my. and it's nine hours to the summit and you're and you're walking in um air oxygen that is half the level it is at sea level so you're sort of gasping for every breath so um and then and then and then you have to walk down and walk onto the next camp so it is a test of your endurance and your resilience so i i found new levels i thought i thought i was quite driven and determined but blimey it, it was something else what did you snack on then any glucose there they said take your favorite snacks with you because that's all you'll feel like eating so i had pockets full of um fudge actually that was my mm. snack of choice Thank so, God you didn't see cherry tomatoes or they hit you. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Actually, I have to shout out to the lady who was our guide. For, she was 60. So, Christine, she was absolutely brilliant. So, we, you know, we, we were led in style, actually, by a fabulous 60-year-old. I mean, you know, it, obviously for a fabulous charity, but, you know, you could have probably dug into your pocket and made a donation. Uh, did you ever think, what the fuck am I doing? Definitely. I, I, I mean, it actually started from the briefings and they were going... Ah. Yeah. We were in a we were in a one man tent. I mean, I found out you know you're in a one man tent for seven nights, and I'm definitely not a lady that's been camping very recently. So we had um, you know kind of no running water. Um, I have to say, the things you suddenly realise you you miss more than anything a nail brush because you are because it's lots of volcanic um, ash everywhere. You are permanently dirty, so um, you know it was a kind of very grounding experience, sort of being in a one man tent for for seven days with uh, just a sleeping bag and a mat, no running water, and a, and a shiwi. I'm now a big, big fan of a shiwi. Okay, funny, Ooh. yeah. It's funny. I'm I'm so conflicted in in some ways. I mean, it was a fantastic achievement for for you, Fiona. But you know, if you take it generally, on the one hand, I sometimes think, and I've done this over the last couple of weeks. You know, age is just a number. You know, it's all about. You know, if you feel good, go do it. It shouldn't be an impediment, and that's wonderful. The other side of it is, why do we flog ourselves to death forever? Maybe, maybe as you get older, you should take some pleasure in the fact that you can take your foot off the gas. I, um, again, I just think it's personal choice, actually. I mean, and it's interesting because I don't want anybody to go go off climbing Kilimanjaro just because you're sixty. Um, I think it must run in my family. I mean, my mum. You know, she she I think probably about seventy five started studying photography and 
Hmm. on to do with AS level and A level and uh, Royal Society of Arts photography <laughs> and so she and she still she still swims three times a week and walks five miles a day so I think there must be something um in us that you know that wants to keep going and keep going and enjoys it um you know and I enjoy meeting people so and chatting to people so I think there's something about getting out and about for me that you know I love the social side of it um so it's, it's probably down to I think each person I wouldn't criticize anybody else at all if they wanted to ease off and you know just enjoy holidays you know it was whatever you want to do makes you happy but for me uh I don't know I've, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of energy I'm a bit like Tigger so uh I don't think I'm going to be sitting down anytime soon and what about your, your family your husband and kids how, how did they respond to you being in the best shape of your life at 16. Yeah, it was interesting. My, my, my daughter's 30 and you, it's interesting when you're talking about, you know, they you, you, they look at us and, you know, I don't know what, whether they tell us the ingredient mum, but I'm sure, you know, they're of a generation, they're all having these um, meal boxes delivered, actually. I'm sure their kids are going to go look at them and go, well, you had those meal boxes, whatever, you're a meal box mum. So uh, I'm sure we, we all have our uh, foibles that, the, that they'll follow as well. Do you, do you recognise that that whole almond mum ingredient mum thing that yeah, I was talking about? Because it was quite a revelation to me when I heard the pair of them speaking, yeah. thinking, yeah. oh, my God, it's me. Yeah, no, I think my daughter commented about, uh, yeah, you know, whether it's all permanent on a diet. But but it's interesting now, actually, because um, people say to me, oh, you, you know, you, you don't seem to eat very much. Well, there's a couple of things. Your metabolism slows down as you get older, so you require less calories. And the other thing is if you shrink in weight slightly – you're not carrying around an extra stone or two stone, so you don't need as much energy. So if you're somebody that, you know, I lost a stone actually in in, in the, you know, the year, um, I don't need as much food because I'm carrying a stone less. So if I went back to what I was eating before, I'd put weight on and nobody really talks about that. But the reality is you you do need less food as you as you get older. I enjoy food so much. So do I. I do. I don't sound like I do, but I absolutely love it. And I love cooking, actually. I really love cooking. I'm here. Yeah. I love cooking. I love cooking as well. And and I think when, as part of my, I'm retired, uh, I just love, there's nothing I like better than actually having the afternoon baking and cooking. And I just yeah. love it. And the consequence of that is that you eat it. But that's the sweet stuff. And that's my downfall is I love a cake. But see, here's the thing. That's what I was saying. And, and as you say, Fiona, to everyone makes their own choices and there doesn't have to be any judgment. But when you say that's your downfall, then maybe you shouldn't say that because you love it. You're actually in great shape. You're, you're very fit. If you enjoy baking and then enjoy eating a cake, that's not a downfall. That's a no, choice, I, and it's it's it it's is. a lovely choice. I just don't want my weight to be creeping up pound by pound every day, and then I wouldn't feel happy with myself. That's probably a bad thing, but I know the weight I like to be. But is and that I not just how we drive ourselves mad? Well, I, I suppose I think there's no bad thing to restrict. And the way that you had said, you know, you have to kind of like try and come off the sugar for you know thirty days or whatever, and and I think. Oh, I could just give in to eat. God, I would love to have a cake every day, but I just know that I would feel, ah, oh, I hate myself after that. It's like, I think I ate a blinking bag of treats on the way home in the train. How and I could do that as well. But that's that's why it's 80-20. I, I just think if you get your balance, it's, it is all about balance. And it's about your choice, like I said, your choice. You know, what makes you happy? What makes you feel confident? 
that bag of treats was in your 20% treat to yourself. <laughs> Fiona, when did you, uh, have you given up work? Uh, I stopped work at Christmas. I'm still doing a bit of consulting actually in the fashion industry. It's, it's been quite interesting actually because I, the, the response to the Times article and the amount of lovely ladies who are going to me, you know, they, they'd given up or, um, you know, they're, they're seeing it as a sort of bit of motivation and inspiration that they've seen me refuse to kind of, you know, sit down and take 60 as, um, you know, being invisible. It's um, given me a bit of a purpose, actually. So whether it is, you know, jumping around and dancing around and doing silly things on Instagram or uh, sharing tips or, you know, that whole about getting you ahead in the right mindset, um, if the amount of lovely messages I get makes me feel like, well, do you know, I should just keep doing it because I, I like helping people. Um, I, I studied life coaching during COVID because, you know, I genuinely want, people to feel the best they can be and, and that's what I'm saying I, I keep saying don't compare yourself it's about your goals and what you want to feel like and um, being the you know the best you can be rather than somebody else but if I can share tips or you know uh, tricks of mindset or healthy eating I'm, I mean I'm really really enjoying doing that so maybe found a bit of a a new pivot to uh, a pivot to a new new career and I said, you know, I I, I I'm I can now invest the time in things I like doing. So, you know, I, I do I do enjoy cooking a bit, and I do I do enjoy cooking, and I enjoy entertaining people. And I'm uh, I'm not so sure I like climbing Kilimanjaro, but I do I do like having adventures and challenges to look forward to. So, um, yeah. So you don't- you don't miss the status because a lot of people do struggle with the, the transition and, and a lot of couples struggle with the transition because, you know, they might deal with it in, in a different way. Um, you know, how did you and your partner navigate all of that? Genuinely, I, I walked away this time around thinking, you know, I'm really I've had some amazing jobs. I've, you know, um, worked with some incredible brands. As you say, Jaeger was, you know, such a you know, I studied fashion, as I said, so I studied fashion history. So, you know, it was such a beautiful brand to work on. But, I've, you know, I've worked on other fantastic things and I'm really proud of what I've done. And I thought, you know, actually, I think I've, I, I think I'm done. You know, I think I've, you know, I've achieved things and uh, uh, in the roles I've wanted to do. And I am ready to do something else now. And it's fallen into my lap rather than I've sort of gone and found it. So, yeah, was is that a good feeling? It's a really good feeling. It is a good feeling. As I say, it does feel like a, a bit of a purpose, you know, because I just think the uh, the resonance of people feeling like, uh, you know, approaching 60 or being 60 and over, you are invisible. I think people are going, go on, you know, sort of cheering me on. I've got these sort of bystanders cheering me on going, go out and go out and do it, Fiona. So uh, I am now sitting thinking, what on earth am I going to do next? Right, well... Will you play a little bit of Big Sixo Bingo with us? Karen has got to take her hands out of her gloves in order to touch the iPad uh, to get it here. Right. Oh, stand by. I'm not prepared because I was so... She is hamming it up, Fiona. It's just not that cold. It's just not. Fiona, what I'd like from you is two two numbers between 1 and 60. Uh, 37. Right, hold on. 37. I can't retain too much information at once. So 37... Oh, have you got more to do? Well, I've definitely got a bucket list of places to visit. All right, tell me, tell me some of those. Some of those. Well, I, I've um, I love Italy. So, and at one stage I thought about do I get a place there? But actually, there's so many places I still haven't visited. So, Florence is my favourite city in the world. 
Um, but I haven't been to Puglia. I haven't been to Arezzo. I haven't been to Siena. Um, I haven't done to Marche. So there's lots of places. So I need to go back and um, do Italy some more. Uh, having Aaron goes uh, to sex uh, festivals in Puglia. Oh, right. Say no more. Talking shit as ever. She's talking shit as ever. <laughs> but my friend this year went on a cycling holiday in Puglia and it sounded amazing, actually. It sounded gorgeous. So maybe that's something to do. Right. Uh, fire away. Another number, please, Fiona. Uh, 17. Are you planning to downsize? Oh, um, this is my favorite subject at the moment. Uh, uh, not at the moment, I'll be honest with you. But I, what I would like, because I love the sea, I really love the sea, is I could find myself a little bolt hole night near the sea. I'd have to probably downsize here in order to do that as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, I could imagine my life. Yeah. Wandering around the coast, it might, it might be, uh, maybe who knows, could be, could be the full time place to be. <laughs> and that exercise regime that that you have now, and obviously a, a healthy diet regime, no prospect of giving that up. But that is that for the the long term. Yeah, no, I enjoy it. As I said, I enjoy it. It's um, I've I, I've always been fit, but I definitely dialed it up. There's a thing actually because um, as I said, I'm studying PT training. And I think for people who haven't been exercising, the first six weeks, it feels like a chore. And, you know, it's going, oh, I've got to go and do that. And apparently from six to six months, you start to enjoy it. And then after six months, it becomes a bit of an addiction. You you love how it makes you feel. You've got the sort of euphoria of endorphins. Um, and I'm definitely in that stage. So it, 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 I'd miss it. I'd miss it if I wasn't exercising. Oh, so you think it's an addiction? No. Well, very strong word. I've and I and I know I said it, but it, I think it is something. I think you you miss it. Yeah, you miss it if you're not doing it. Yeah, I've not reached that stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm off to my spin class. So there oh, you go. Yeah, you. Well, I'm off on my bike. Excuse me. Oh. So we're both in our cycles. Of some sort. You see your secret addicts as well. Well, Fiona, listen, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, really appreciate it because I know you only got back from Kilimanjaro last night, so you must be absolutely shattered. So really grateful for your time. And you've inspired so many people and they can find you on Instagram if they want to get more kind of uh, hints and tips as well. That's it for this week. Karen and I are off for a glass of water and a cherry tomato or two. Next week, it's Sally Dinover, a.k.a. Sally Webster from Corrie.